what's the better way to share a memory with a student? Is it to tell them a story from your youth or to make them literally stand in your memory? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. So welcome to Pick a Side Stupid. I'm your host, John Carter. I'm here with our special guest this week, Rick Hanneman. Hi. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about Harry Potter. Great. See, you read all the Harry Potters. I did. I, I didn't want to at first. You didn't want to. So I why did you read them? Very reluctant fan. Um so I I am uh, skeptical of anything that I don't I'm not already somewhat interested in. Okay. Um, when everyone loves something, sure, so, yeah, yeah, I had no interest in. Um, when I heard it was like, oh, it's a it's a it's a bunch of kids' books uh, about magic. It was like, nope. Uh, but I I worked at a camp. Do you know about the camp that I worked at? No. Okay. Please uh, explain it to me. Yeah, I spent uh, five summers working at a Girl Scout camp. I did not know this. How did I not know this? About you? <laughs> I don't talk about it a lot. <laughs> but you're not a girl. Scout. Not a girl. Uh, I was uh, at the time uh, dating a girl whose mother was the director of the camp, and they needed more bodies there. Okay. So and they uh, didn't care what kind of body they were like. Come yeah, on in, dudes. I guess they ran out of girls. Okay. Uh, so they yeah, it was me and uh, one other guy, a friend of mine, that worked there that summer, and then a bunch of my friends ended up working there. Over other summers, it was great. It was a great job. Being a, a boy counselor at a Girl Scout camp, you don't have to do a lot. No, what do you do? Uh, you run activities when other girl counselors are present, but if anything happens, you're out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, like probably, you're like never, you can never do anything alone, right? Uh, right, yeah. You don't like have a group of kids around you and you're by yourself. You're right. Just, you're, so, what good are you? Uh, yeah, you need an extra you can body. help. You're like an assistant everywhere for the most part. Okay. And and when there were things outside of um like uh, badge work and and things like that, like I I would get put to do things like that. So the Harry Potter thing, I was running the uh, drama portion of okay. the of the camp, and the kids wanted to do. We had to put on a play. The kids wanted to do Harry Potter, the movie, the play. Okay. <laughs> and I had to write the script. Uh, oh. So, yeah. Yeah. So I had to. So you did to... an adaptation of Harry Potter. I, I did. I wish I still had it. Uh, I'm sure it was very not good because I watched it. And I was very upset that I had to watch it and I did not like it. You had all. to watch your own work. Well, I had to watch the movie to write the script. And I really. Oh, didn't... okay. Yeah. I really but then you had to watch not... the play. Yeah, the play was, I mean... You, you know. had to watch these kids ruin your hard work. <laughs> so you took a script that was written by somebody that was uh, upset that he had to write the script, and then you put a bunch of eight-year-olds uh, putting the work out. So it was not the best play, but for a group of kids, they really enjoyed it. They had fun doing it, and, um, you know, I loved working at that camp, so it was good. So I started reading the books because uh, once camp was over... I lived in Iowa for a few months, and, like, I missed my friends. You lived in Iowa? Yeah, I lived in Iowa for a few months. What else don't I know about you, Rick? I don't know. It's, it is kind of... I figured you did know most of this stuff about me. I didn't. Okay. Um, yeah, I lived in Iowa. I was working... At one summer camp ended, I went to Iowa for a few months to work at uh, 
uh, a camp for people with disabilities. Okay. Uh, and when I was there, like, I didn't have any friends, and I just, like, I missed my friends, and I missed the, the relationships I had at the camp. So, uh, in Iowa, there's not a lot to do. So, when you wanted to go buy, like, a book or a movie, you had to go to Walmart. And Walmart only had the Harry Potter books, uh, which I think there were four at the time, and then, like, cookbooks and Rush Limbaugh books. Uh, so, I figured... I'll read these. This will remind me. Oh of... my god, we could have been doing a, a a show on Rush Limbaugh this week. We had could have you gone with a different <laughs> choice. But yes, I uh, I read those books. I thought they were the best option, and uh, and then I was all in at that point. Then I really enjoyed them. So you're reading them as they came out, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Once I w- the fourth one was out at that point, and then every other one I would like wait in line at the bookstore for the midnight release. You nerd. Yeah. I didn't wear a costume, but costumes were worn by other people. Yeah. I have you gone to the theme park? Uh, I have. You have? Yeah. We didn't uh, We didn't take the train, but we did. We went uh, three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Got to take the train. Uh, you got to go to the platform, you know, uh, 39 and 5 eighths or something like that, whatever it is in the book. I don't know. It's nine and three quarters. Okay. Nerd. <laughs> I could but, be wrong on that too, but I think it's. Nine I think it's quarters. nine and three quarters. Yeah. Um, so we were going to this, and my father kept being. My father never read the books or anything, but he's at Harry Potter World with us because we it's a family vacation. We weren't like, "Hey, you haven't read the books. You're not qualified. Get out of here." <laughs> Has he seen the movies? We've let him. We let him go. Uh, I think he's seen a couple of them, but okay. he's not very familiar with it. You sure. Know? Uh, but one of his friends had gone to Harry Potter land and he told him, like, when you get on the train, you walk through a wall. <laughs> so, I assume that's not true. Do you think it's true? I don't think it's true. I okay. mean, they could have built in like a hallway and like a wall door that opens. But I, I, I don't think that you walk into a wall and then you phase through it. You walk through a point where... If they're taking like a video of it and it looks as though you walk through a wall and you can like get that video Mm -hmm. later on. And that's what that guy meant. But my father was like, we're going to walk (laughs) through a wall. And then when we couldn't find it because it wasn't on that side of the park, he was like, this was the thing he was most disappointed in was that we didn't get to really do magic. Oh, that's we Harry I thought you, the story was going to end with you saying that he had like a luggage cart and he just he ran, just ran first into yeah. a wall. His owl was very upset. <laughs> I need to get him to just walk into a wall. You're going to see him we today, right? Have. Oh my god! Why didn't we just? Yeah, why didn't we just go like? Yeah, that's the wall. Yeah, <laughs> just walk. Yeah. But the thing is, how come there's not the a line? Is, you've got to run. <laughs> You gotta run for it to work. It's just like in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, you don't casually stroll through that. You get a head start. Yeah. Let's move on to the next. Okay. Great. Next segment of this podcast. What's the next segment? I'm curious to know if you have a favorite character in the book. Uh, I don't know. Um, So you don't. Okay. No. Case closed. Yeah. In the past six months, I read all of the Harry Potter books. Yeah. Uh, I had not read any of them before that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it good. gets better as it goes along. Yeah, it does. It uh, I I, uh, I talked to you about this uh, online when you were reading them. I think that the books uh, age with the characters in the book. Sure. I think that uh, as they go on, in the beginning, it's like more like themes for children, yeah. like 
your parents have been murdered, you're adopted. <laughs> yeah. And then by the end, it's like themes for adult, like... Uh, your you, parents are still murdered. Your parents are still murdered. But now you have a kid. Yeah. And maybe someday he'll know all the pain that you knew. Yeah. it's uh, It starts with your parents being murdered, and then it, it uh, gradually moves along to your friends being murdered. Yeah. Let me just give you some options here. Okay. Let me give you some options of who your favorite character is. Okay? Harry Potter. No. Or... Minerva McGonagall. No. Those are the two options that you have. Which one is Those your favorite? Those are the two options, I guess. Uh, Minerva McGonagall. Okay. Why? Uh, because I, I respect her uh, body of work before Harry Potter. You don't respect Harry Potter's body of work? No. Why not? Uh, I don't think I've seen uh, Harry Potter in a lot of things. Daniel, um, well, what's his name? Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, you're talking about the actors. Yeah, now. I'm talking about the actors. I'm saying characters. These characters, yeah. Rick. Uh, I do think I have, I think I, uh, I'm, I'm torn between two characters as to who were my, uh, my favorites. Okay. Now that I've been thinking about it. Uh, problem, I don't know one of their names. Describe them. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Who? Kenneth Branagh. That's the... That's the actor, actor? who played him in the second movie. I don't know who the actors are. Yeah. It, it, but Ken- what do they do in the movie? What do they do? He was the, he was the bad guy in the second movie. He was the, um... The teacher who was very full of himself and was uh, oh, people's brains. Lockhart, isn't that? That's yeah, that's it. Wait, yeah. Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. So that's your favorite character. Yeah, he's, he is. Uh, that is based on the movies. He just, I, I just think he Kenneth Branagh played him very well. And... He nailed what the book was. Yeah, in the movie. Yep. Yeah, that was one that I was, uh, I was happy with how they cast it for yep. sure. So you really like that one? Yeah, and then the other is Dolores Umbridge. Oh, yeah. Professor Umbridge. I think she was a very good villain. That was your favorite character. Uh, what kind there? of sick, twisted person are you? Yeah, well, I mean, a good, a good villain is what makes the story interesting. Yeah, sure. You want to see them defeated. Yeah. But she never got she never got her comeuppance. No, she did. She When the whole thing was over, she was tried, and she went to Azkaban prison for the rest of her life. Yeah, it doesn't seem that bad for her. Okay. She All deserved right. worse. Sure. Well, you know what? She didn't get out of it fine. So that's your favorite character is one that, that went to prison. I thought that she was a very good, uh, a very good villain in the series. Okay. Yeah. Thought she was compelling. She kept because every time she would come back as something, you'd be like, "Oh God damn it!" Yeah, I mean, she was definitely the most frustrating part of that book. Yeah. It was when she just kept coming up with these rules. Yeah. And you know, just this fascist regime in a school. Um, and and abusing Harry, really, making him physically harm himself. Yeah. It's something that I think mirrors people we know in our real lives, in that you see people uh, do things or even do bad things and then continue to move up chains and ladders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see good things happening to bad people, and you see... Um, and you like that. You want more of that. No, I don't. But I think that it... Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I think that it, it just sets up for a more satisfying conclusion that person eventually gets their comeuppance. Sure. So who are you watching in real life right now that you're, like, keeping an eye on? Like, all right, they're going to oh, get theirs. <laughs> not going to name They're going to get theirs pretty soon. <laughs> Throw some names out there, Rick. Come on. Nope. Come on. Nope. Learn that lesson. Um. So what about Snape? You like Snape? The uh, Snape guy? 
I I do, but I have um I always have issues with people who uh are villains and do do villainous things and then like you're like surprise they were kind of good the whole time. Yeah. Uh where even like and and in the case that he was written, he did more than like a slight act, but like when you're just known as a bad guy and then you do one good thing, you're like the real hero of the story. That always bothers me. I mean, he did a few good things. He did. He did a lot of good things. It just wasn't revealed that he was actually on board until the very end. Sure. So he was, but yeah, he also did unnecessarily make Harry's life pretty miserable sometimes yep. as a professor at his school. Because Harry looked like his dad. Yeah. And he didn't like his dad because he liked his mom. Yeah. It's creepy. Right. Yeah. So that one I get. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It feels like like maybe J.K. Rowling has like like a real creep in her family. <laughs> <laughs> and she like wrote this character to be like, he's not such a bad guy, all right? He just likes to stare a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think you hit that one on the head. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Uh, but yeah, in the end, what, what a guy, what a sacrifice to be made. Sure. <laughs> it's fine. He is a good character and I think he was played well in the, in the movies. Um, but yeah, you know, um, what do you think? Is that the worst ending to a book? The first book? No, the whole series. Uh, no, I thought it was good. I thought it was... I, I used to talk about this in my act, but it was a thing that nobody... I don't know if they didn't get it or they didn't agree with me, but uh, I it seemed to me that the end of the book, the epilogue they put together, was J.K. Rowling being like, I never want to do this again. <laughs> like, she, she wrote the end of the story and then put an epilogue in. It's just like, nothing happens for 20 years and then everything's fine. And then these characters are finished forever. Well, I think that's it. I think that's all of my questions about Harry Potter okay. and a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> it was fun. And thank you for having me. Thanks for doing it. All right. Back to the theme music. It's probably playing right now as I outro this part. Next up is the debate. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pick a Side, stupid. Wow. Okay, so this week we are talking about Harry Potter. So if you didn't notice, uh, if, you, if you're here, you're in the bracket. You're already split into a house. Uh, Bill is a Slytherin. That's why he's coming up onto the stage when he's not supposed to be here. What we do. <laughs> so you've been split into one of the four houses already. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Great. So here's the deal. Most of you, how many of you know Harry Potter fairly well? Okay. Now, how many of you don't know Harry Potter at all? <laughs> One person, two people, okay. Um, so I tried to keep these questions somewhat. Uh, not too specific, so that people could understand them. And if there is a reference to something in the book, then hopefully it's explained in the in the question, right? So here's an example of a question that this will not be asked on the podcast, but on the show. But this is an example of a question, right? So in the book, 
There's two-way mirrors, which, you know, Harry Potter uses to talk to his godfather while he's at Hogwarts, right? That's a two-way mirror. And then they also have, like, the mirror of Erised, where when you look into it, you see your heart's deepest, most desperate desire, okay? So an example of a question that could be asked is, you look into a mirror and you see someone sleeping with your wife. Would you be more surprised if it was a two-way mirror or if it was the mirror of Erisad? <laughs> you're into something you didn't know you're into. Okay. But nobody will get that question because none of you are married, and that's why you're here. Except for Rick, <laughs> our special guest. Wait, Bill, you're married? You, you are... You're such a Slytherin. <laughs> You'll burn it down. What? Okay. So, we have a special guest tonight. So, everybody, please welcome the very funny Rick Canavan. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. So, uh, are there any Harry Potter fans here tonight? Oh. <laughs> I'm a Harry Potter fan. Uh, I am a big fan. If you're not familiar, Harry Potter is a series of books and movies about magic children. And they're done. They finished them. Uh, There are seven books, eight movies finished. Um, Here's a fun fact about Harry Potter. After the books were finished, J.K. Rowling, the author, announced that one of the characters, uh, the main characters in the series, Dumbledore, is gay. And now I have read every word of those books. I've seen all the movies. And uh, there's, there's no evidence. There. He's not written gay or straight. He's just a guy in a book who's not real. Uh, and I, I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to do that. You shouldn't be allowed to give, uh, to give attributes to fictional characters after the fact. Like, hey, did you guys hear the cat in the hat was a socialist? That's true. <laughs> yeah, Yosemite Sam turns out vegan. And uh, though it has no consequence to the story, the old man from the old man in the sea was lactose intolerant. That's why we didn't write the old man in the milk. We thought about it. I think the only hint is that he was the headmaster. You know what I'm saying? That's... And the way that it was announced, all right, so uh, J.K. Rowling was doing a Q&A, and a child <laughs> stepped up to the mic to give her a question, and her question was, has Dumbledore ever been in love? And, yeah, and J.K. Rowling's response was, actually, he's gay. <laughs> Which, yeah, you guys probably didn't know that. I don't do the long version of the joke much. That says a lot more about J.K. Rowling than it says about, like, any, any perceptions of it, where she just, like, thinks that all gay people are, are, are love. They're just made of love. Or she thinks they're all just emotionally, emotionless, fellating robots, just constantly. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. This is fun. Hey, I'll be back later. Here's Sean. That's Rick Canavan. Give it up. So, here are the rules of the show. There will be people that come up first in a gauntlet style. They just keep coming up, and whoever wins just keeps moving on. That's like the first eight people on the show. 
Then after that, we get to the bracket where you come up. If you win, you get to go sit down till the next round. Other people face other people in the bracket. Okay. Um, there are five categories that you can choose from. Uh, Hogwarts, creatures, muggles, death eaters, and objects. Magical creatures, magical objects. Sound good? All right. Cool. The other thing is that I'm, I'm the judge of this show. I'm the only judge. I'm the only one that decides who wins and loses. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually right. And when I'm right, I would like for you guys to cheer. Give that a shot right now. <laughs> However, I'm human. I make mistakes. And when I move the wrong person on, in your opinion, I would like for you to boo me. Give that a shot right now. Okay. All right. That's enough. Okay. So the first two people coming to the stage tonight to debate, everybody please welcome Brian O'Donnell and Joe Botch. Okay. Let's say, Brian, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, pick a category. Start at the top. We'll go to Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Okay. Your question is, better reason to run up the stairs to the girls' dorm, to try and make out, or to go down a cool slide? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with slide on this one. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of myself as a first year. I'm thinking of myself as a Hufflepuff. There's no one to make out with up there. I'm taking that cool slide. I'm getting as high up as I can, and I'm riding that baby all the way down to the bottom. And that's all I have to say so far. I got to go with make out, not even a question. You have Death Eaters flying into the school, killing children at any given time. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen over, like, the next eight months. All I know is shit's going to go down somewhere around exams, so I'm flying up the stairs as fast as I can. If I break my neck on the way down, you know what? So be it. They can basically put it back together in about 30 damn seconds. So I'm good. I'm taking my chances. I'm flying up there. Dumbledore's eyeing me just a little bit too closely. But you know, whatever happens, happens. Well, the way I see it is if I'm not Harry Potter, then I don't even notice anything bad is happening until at least book four. Uh, There's just... (laughs) Very ignorant children at that school. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to get my fun in. If, if shit's going down, I'm going to have some fun. And you know what? If I survive the Battle of Hogwarts, then, you know, that's where the chicks are at. I'm still flying up those stairs no matter what I do because all I know is since that little 11-year-old prick got to this school, nothing has gone fucking right. I haven't had the same teacher the entire time I've been here, and all I know is other students just keep disappearing and no one's telling me a thing, and my parents just keep sending me back. There's no other gig in town besides this school. There's no public school. Just run up the stairs and see if I can make out with the seventh year. All right. Uh, Excellent points on both sides. Uh, However, I think I have to hand the win to Brian O'Donnell. 
All right, next up, please welcome Ethan Diamond. Do you want to go first or second? Second? Okay. Hey, Ethan. So we have Ethan Diamond and May Keith. Ethan, uh, what category would you like? Objects. Okay. Your question is, uh, if you looked into the mirror of uh, Erised, would you see yourself as rich and successful or simply more attractive? Uh, More attractive. Definitely more attractive. (laughs) Undoubtedly, because I think I'm shallow enough to believe that you could become rich and successful if you were just beautiful enough. Like, I already live in, like, a kind of semi-pretty bubble. If I got the full pie? Oh, my God. I think, I think I could really accomplish a lot. Good point. Good point. Uh, I would definitely go with rich and successful. I am very lazy, so there's no way I will ever be either. Um, I feel like I'm attractive enough that if I'm rich and successful, I can bump that up really as high as the mirror would show me anyway. So that's my answer. I just want to throw out there that whoever wrote this topic is really, this question is really vain. And it, I, I just want to, I want to thank them for making me acknowledge an uncomfortable truth about myself. <laughs> Which when we think about it is really the point of all mirrors. <laughs> Uh, it's a very dangerous mirror, so you do have to be careful about what kind of truths it reveals. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm very greedy, and I would definitely go with the money. So. All right. I got to hand the wind to Ethan Diamond. All right. Next up, please welcome Katie Ham. So we have Ethan Diamond, Katie Ham. Uh, do you want to go second? Okay. Choose a category. Uh, objects. Objects. Okay, here we go. Your question is, uh, what's the better way to share a memory with a student? Is it to tell them a story from your youth or to make them literally stand in your memory? I think they get more out of it if they're literally standing in your memory. I mean, that just makes sense. Uh, and they actually get the feelings that you got from that experience, which seems like what you want them to get out of it, right? Like, I think that's the point. Personally, I don't want anyone, let alone youth, standing in my dark memories. (laughs) Let alone if I'm employed as a teacher. They can't be anywhere near the dark vaults that are my memory banks. I guess there's the key difference between us. I don't think I have any, like, super dark memories. I don't want anybody in. Uh, So I guess maybe I'm less interesting, because that seems like it would be more fun. 
Uh, but yeah, if I want to like teach them a lesson about life, I feel like I would want them to actually be in and experience that part of my life. And like, why would you tell them a story when you have the option to have them actually experience it? That seems just kind of silly. Why would I want to tell them a story when I have a memory? Because, uh, because nine times out of 10, it's not stranger than fiction. Like nine times out of 10, I want to, I, I want to paint them a, 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 a okay, like, like, how about the last, this one time I liked a girl when I was little, and we used to walk home together, and then we'd make out at the end of the walk, but then she got a bike, and she would bike home, but instead of like the Leave it to Beaver story where I buy her a bike, or like I get my own bike or a paper route for the bike, I stole her bike. <laughs> I don't want someone standing in that memory. I want to Time! <laughs> All right, I got to hand the window. Ethan Diamond. <laughs> Next up, please welcome Nate Chu. Do you want to go first? Oh, uh, uh, second, second. Okay, so Nate Chu will be going first. I'll be going first. Nate, what uh, category would you Let's like? Let's go magical creatures. Okay. Your question is, as a house elf, would you rather get, on your birthday, uh, a day off or socks? Well, isn't a sock like a day off forever? So, like, <laughs> Nate Chu is your winner. Next up, everyone, please welcome Erica Lindquist. Nate, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Erica, what category would you like? I'll take... No one's done creatures yet. I did creatures. Just that. I know. I was listening back there. (laughs) And you did a great job. So do you still want creatures even knowing that's Nate's strong suit? (laughs) I'll actually switch to objects. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Zombie's like a character. All right. Uh, here's your question. Would you rather bury a piece of your soul in a diary or leave it at the bottom of a cup? I, I would like to say I would prefer to divide it in a diary because don't I do that every day anyway? <laughs> if I left it out in a cup, anyone can find it. If I left it in a cup in my room, my roommate's going to come in saying, I need these mugs for the dishwasher, and wash it away. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is more safe than putting it in a diary <laughs> with, like, a Hello Kitty on the front. <laughs> no one is going to read that. You're going to open it and say, this is my diary, my personal opinions and thoughts, and they're going to say, nope. Thank you. (laughs) Never. (laughs) And that's it. You know how many books have been published with the title Diary of a... (laughs) Your diary isn't that safe. (laughs) But at the bottom of a cup, 
There are cups in the back of my cabinet that I have not touched in forever. They're just too far back. Just put it there. You reach for the immediate ones that you put up after you cleaned out your dishwasher. Your diary, that's a book. And a book with secrets that people naturally want to read. Cup in the back of the cabinet, too much work. Those are good points. (laughs) (laughs) I will admit. Uh, I think that those diaries are generally about people who have done something somewhat interesting or died doing it. (laughs) Um, uh, Most of my entries are like, well, I... I felt sick again today. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't eat ice cream for every meal. It's also like fancy china that I never use, so I could put it in that. Or I don't use, it's at my mom's house, so like, if someone wanted to kill me, they'd have to go to my mom's house. Uh, I just feel like the diary, it's just like, you know how many teenage brothers and shows have been like, I read your diary. <laughs> like... Diaries aren't safe. Cups? There are millions of cups. You only have one diary, Erica. Time. All right. I'd hand the wind to Nate Chew. All right. Nate has made it through our gauntlet. Give it up for him. You, You can have a seat. Now we're getting into the houses. What house should we start with? Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw? All right, here we go. First matchup of the night. It is a good one. Everybody, please welcome AJ O'Connell and Liam McGurk. Oh, nice. Liam, what category would you like? I'll go with creatures. Okay. Your question is, while hiking, would you rather run into a tribe of uh, giants in the mountains or a 15-foot-tall spider in the forest? I would run into that giant spider. I'd rip one of its legs off and then two of its legs off and then eventually be webbed up and eaten. I don't fuck with spiders. I'm not. This isn't a joke anymore. I know we're having a fun time. Having a great night. No spider. I'm telling you, that if there, no, never spiders. I don't care if something like this comes up again in a future question, and I have to pick the side of spider. I'm not picking spiders. I, mm, I'd rather be torn apart than have a spider touch me. I wouldn't want to live after that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. The thing about the trolls er, is that while they were killing me, they're communicating, and I don't like that. A spider's just killing me. These guys have all decided together that I need to go, and that bothers me. (laughs) Whereas a spider, it's not personal. With these guys, I'm trying to reason with them, and I'm not getting anywhere. And I just, I'm going to blame myself more. That actually raises a good point. These spiders are super intelligent and talk. And I don't fuck with super intelligent talking spiders. That's worse. Uh Uh-uh. They hold grudges, these spiders. We've seen it. And they're coordinated and shit. I don't don't fuck with spiders. I'm not. 
All right, I got to hand the win to AJ O'Connell. Okay, the next matchup will be between Zach Jones and Colleen Genevieve. Zach, do you want to go first or second? Second. Okay, Colleen, what category would you like to go with? Okay. Um, let's go with Death Eaters. <laughs> okay. Death Eaters. Your question is, if you're suddenly surrounded by people in masks, do you assume they are Death Eaters or that you're at some weird eyes wide shut party? <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. It's 2018, y'all. Who am I to judge? <laughs> Eyes wide shut parties. I feel like I already had a Netflix special, and I kind of like that idea. Because if I'm famous enough to be at an eyes wide shut party like Bill Clinton's next to me, and who knows? Maybe he's the Harry Potter this world needs. <laughs> who knows? The boy who lived? Uh, Bill Clinton, thank you. Eyes wide shut party all the way. I feel like success, success, success. And that's, that's, that's really what J.K. Rowling was talking about. That's my mirror desire. Call back. No. Okay. <laughs> I can say for some certainty that I am not at an eyes wide shut party because nobody would invite me to an eyes wide shut party. <laughs> and I know what you're saying. Well, Death Eaters aren't real, but they're slightly more real than the odds of me being invited <laughs> to an upper class orgy. <laughs> So I'm going to say, chances are, I am being surrounded uh, by Death Eaters. This might forfeit me moving on, but he's 110% right. You're definitely <laughs> not at an eyes wide shot party. No. Oh, I mean, we all have eyes. But... <laughs> I'm a ginger and we do butt stuff. So maybe you're better off. Maybe he's better off. That's all. Time. You can say whatever you want about me. I didn't invite Bill Clinton to my orgy. <laughs> this is a fantasy orgy and you picked a sex pest to invite. <laughs> All right, I have to hand the wind to Zach Jones. Okay. Next up, we're getting into Slytherin. First up, it will be Katie Baker and Kyle Mangan. Katie, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Kyle, what category would you like? Random. What did you say? Random. Oh, okay. 
What, like, whatever question you have the most. Let's do a Death Eater. All right, fantastic. Okay. I feel like I look like one right now. <laughs> Kyle, what like burns worse, when the Dark Lord summons you or when someone makes fun of your snake and skull tattoo? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the snake and skull tattoo. Like, can you imagine the feeling of just complete badassery, like when I bought these shoes? And then somebody makes fun of them on the street. <laughs> it's brutal. Happened to me twice as I walked outside. <laughs> and that would be so much worse if it was permanently inked on my body. The snake tattoo sucks. I say what stings more is when the, the Dark Lord, right? When, is when the Dark Lord summons you because I've got shit that I'd rather be doing. <laughs> And the pain of having to be somewhere when you got, like, that is just tremendously inconvenient and frustrating and just brings down, harsh, you're mellow, real good. Um, And uh, I I get, I look weird, so I'm used to getting weird looks, uh, just being an odd-looking character. But um, just don't tell me where to be. (laughs) <laughs> I have nothing better to do Like I lied about watching Netflix to my girlfriend And that's why I couldn't come over It's not about Having to Go to uh, it, it, It's just When someone thinking that they know What's good for you Trying to boss you around <laughs> Just the principle of it That they don't respect your time Time. <laughs> All right, I gotta hand the win to Katie Baker. Um. All right, we're at Gryffindor. Next up, everybody, please welcome Sarah Morgan and Kevin Harrington. Kevin, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Let's show these motherfuckers how this house knows how to rock, because we read those books, (laughs) and we give a damn about the saga. (laughs) I read the books. (laughs) what category would you like? Let's do magical creatures. Okay. Uh, Your question is from May Keith. She asks, would you rather spend six months as a prisoner in Azkaban or the rest of your life as a werewolf? I think I'll do the six months in Azkaban. Um, <laughs> I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, my job is kind of a nightmare, and it's exhausting, and I take the red line every day, so I feel like Azkaban can't be a lot worse than that. Like, a lot of times it's on fire. Sometimes people are, like, vomiting or, like, shitting themselves. People pass out all the time. I feel like it's kind of like jail, so I'm ready for that. And it's six <laughs> months. Sounds like a little bit of a break to me. Uh, I lived through the 80s. I've seen Teen Wolf. That is a fucking blessing. Sirius Black got through Azkaban. Why? Because he's a fucking werewolf. He's an animancer. <laughs> 
You ever have a bad day as a werewolf? No. You wake up. It's just like being a really big drunk, and you have, uh, if you do anything wrong, you get to, bl- you have a permanent get out of jail card. You're like, I'm a werewolf. I'm sorry. I've got alcohol problems. It's like being permanently Irish, and everyone's okay with it. But here's the best part. You're indestructible. No one's got silver bullets. That shit's expensive. I'm so excited because I'm actually a werewolf. I'm trying really hard. I want to, I want to fulfill my Time. dreams. I said so there's pros and cons to being a werewolf. Um, so we'll start with the pros. One, obviously really good at basketball. Two, you can surf on top of moving vehicles. Awesome. We all agree that's awesome. Cons are that, like, razors are wicked expensive. And I'm a girl, so, like, hair everywhere is just not going to work for my look. So, I mean, I think six months in prison and then I'm out and I don't have to, like, shell out $100 a month for razors and try to battle, like, facial stubble that I don't want to contend with. One day a month, I don't get to control my werewolfness. Oh, no. I'll stock up on razors, Dollar Shave Club ahead of time. I got it made. The other times, it's like Incredible Hulk. Somebody's bumming you out. Werewolf time. You ever see a movie? They wake up, they look good the next day. That shit just, like, disappears like it evaporates because they're too goddamn hot for that hair to stay on their body. Werewolf, man, for life. I want to get that tattooed on my stomach right now. Like thug life, wolf life. Time. All right, I hand the way to Kevin Harrington. All right. Next up, we're down to the final four. So it'll be Zach Jones versus Katie Baker. Zach, do you want to go first or second? Okay, Katie, what uh, category? Magical objects. Now we're running she seems really sure. Oh, so fast. Okay, your question is from Kevin M. Quigley. He asks, what's the bigger waste of resources? A telepathic hat used only for housing assignments or a time machine used only to take extra classes? I gotta say that the hat is more useless because it's this old yucky hat, which uh, is also talks and uh, looks, it touches all the children and sees inside their minds, which is very invasive. Uh, rude, rude hat. Uh, whereas the the time turner, it's you can you can't do enough learning, and uh, if you can just take. <laughs> all the classes, then it doesn't matter what house you're in and you just, that's, you can um, prevail in all of your studies and um, there's just no limit to what, what the possibility, whereas the sorting hat is just crap. The sorting hat is very useful. Hogwarts doesn't have to hire like a guidance counselor <laughs> because it just puts a hat on someone's head. That's one less person that you have to sit at the staff table. That's very useful. Uh, the, the time turner that ju- just to take more classes? What kind of nerd shit is that? 
Are you kidding me? You can turn back time just to take more classes? You can't graduate quicker. Everyone still has to spend seven years there, which is another weird thing that magic only takes you seven years. Just a high school equivalency degree. <laughs> you can do magic. I work in a stock room and I need a bachelor's degree. <laughs> why, why waste your time with the extra classes? The thing with the time turner is you can be multiple places at once, which means that you cannot be conquered. Um, <laughs> then you are or the, the sorting hat. It just encourages classism and prejudice and uh, uh, sh- sh- tribalism. That's that's a word. Uh, just 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 separates people badly early on, and is sad. Time. I'd like to quote somebody that I think is magical. Share. If I could turn back time, <laughs> if I could find a way, I'm not quite sure what the next line is, but as sure as hell isn't. I would take more classes. <laughs> Zach Jones. So, who would have thought that the final match would come down to Hufflepuff versus Gryffindor? <laughs> All right, for the final debate, uh, to see who goes up against, uh, well, I can't say his name, but somebody will be up here soon. Uh, everybody, please welcome oh. Ted Pettengel and Zach Jones. <laughs> Zach, do you want to go first or second? second. Okay, Ted, choose a question, uh, category. Uh, the Hogwarts. Okay, uh, pretty simple question here. Would you rather have a professor... That is half giant or half horse. Again, I'm I'm just sick of breaking down people into groups of what they uh, happies. We're calling people happies now. <laughs> but obviously, if you had to pick half, it's half horse. Uh, they're so uh, elegant and well spoken. <laughs> <laughs> But athletic. They're there because they're athletes. Um, So I'm going to go half horse, Professor. Okay. um, Well, these are very formative years of your life. That that sort of 11 through 17 age. You're learning a lot about yourself. You don't know a lot. You're away from home. You need a mentor who understands you. And someone with a horse bottom... Didn't go through the same things (laughs) that you went through. So they're therefore not as good to to ask advice for. Someone who's half giant went through the same things as you, but on a larger scale. (laughs) So perhaps has even better advice to give. Uh, The horse, horse, the centaur would have nothing to tell you. Speak for yourself about not having a horse bottom half. Uh, (laughs) Listen, it's not about what's below the waist. It's what's up here that matters. 
And you don't need some giant with a weird, misshapen frontal cortex with too much anger in his heart. <laughs> Clowning his thought. It's a horse down here. Human up here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Ted is similar to a horse uh, in his bottom half. Uh, because if he uh, breaks an ankle, we have to shoot him in the head. Uh, the, the giant... Don't be so mean to giants. They're just like us, but bigger. So, good people, giants, and half giants. All right, I gotta hand the wind to Zach Jones. Okay. Um, and Zach, now you will find uh, you'll face our final uh, debater of the night. Everybody, please welcome Rick Canavan. I did it, guys! I finally got to the end of the show. <laughs> Rick, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go. I'll go second. Okay. So Rick already knows this question. Okay. All right. That's the head start that he gets. All right. So, Zach, your question is... Yes. Would you rather be a ghost that inhabits a bathroom like Moaning Myrtle or an indestructible agent of chaos and mayhem that roams the corridors like Peeves? Oh, I would rather be the ghost in the bathroom. I... I, I don't have the energy to be indestructible force of chaos and mayhem. <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. You got to go to a lot of places. I'm going to stay put in one place, which I guess in this case is the bathroom. You, you could do worse, I guess. There are worse places to be. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want to roam around everywhere. Being, you got to always be coming up with funny funny little jingles and poems that you say to everybody <laughs> and you gotta pray I don't have the time for that I'm gonna go cry in the bathroom uh, because that's just that's just uh, middle school ad infinitum like just <laughs> just forever so that's fine as one of the indestructible agents of chaos that has roamed Maggie's lounge since this podcast started um <laughs> It's not that hard, and it also turns out you don't have to be funny. I've proved that. Uh, I've gotten through. Uh, in the time that I've been doing this podcast, uh, the stupid shit that I've done, I have disconnected the sound system as part of my debates. I've stolen Sean's beer and food. And guys, I'm having the time of my life. And, <laughs> and some might say, Rick, did you waste 15 years of your life pursuing comedy so you could do this? And I say no. It's fantastic. It's much better than uh, sitting in a bathroom all day and watching people poop. <laughs> if being an indestructible force of chaos and mayhem was that good and that easy, you wouldn't have had to done time up top to get to the end of the show. <laughs> No, you don't boo him. That's fantastic. Well, I guess uh, the best way that I can uh, rebut this is uh, to just... (laughs) 
Rick, this is very unruly. <laughs> what do you do? At this point, Rick unplugged the audio equipment. Yeah. And we could no longer record the podcast of what he was doing. You can't hear him being a an agent of chaos and mayhem because he was ruining everything at that time. So if it gets to the last debate and you're like, I don't know what happened. Well, now you know. Rick tore the place apart. Also, one of the uh, I forgot that we were done. And I demanded that you start the clock on Zach, even though... He, he had already made his second Which just argument. made it more chaos, yeah. so that was fine. Sure. It all worked. But you won't hear any of that, so. Thanks, Rick. Hey, that's Rick Canavan. And uh, give it up one more time for Zach Jones. All right. Uh, thank you all for being here. Please uh, listen. Tell people about the podcast, all that. What's up, Bill? Okay, so thank you all for being here. Um, we'll be back again next Thursday. Yep, next Thursday, uh, Sean Sullivan will be our special guest, and we're going to be talking about what everybody, what's on everybody's mind: musicals. <laughs> all right, good night, everybody. That was Pick a Side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, that's our show for this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to participate, you can submit questions for the show, for any future show, at pickasidestupid.com. We have a forum. You can just drop questions right in there. Upcoming shows are musicals. That's next week, Thursday, May 24th. Our special guest will be Sean Sullivan. So come down and join us. We'll be at Maggie's Lounge at 7 p.m. And we'll be there the first, second, and third Friday of every month at Maggie's Lounge, 7 p.m. 